It's time now for KMTS Connections, a public affairs program from KMTS News, heard weekdays around 1230. Once again, it's Gabe from the KMTS Morning Show. We've uh, talked a lot over the years about one-act plays. I seem to recall that uh, Sopra's Theater Company a few years ago took a one-act play to a national competition, actually. Today we're talking with Willie Mosley, who has... Uh, is directing a, a show called One Act in the Stacks. So it's a program of one-act plays, one night only this Saturday at the Carbondale Branch Library at uh, 7 o'clock. Willie, we uh, we talked to you, speaking of Soper's Theater Company, on one of those previous uh, shows, and um, I almost feel like this particular show, One Act's, in the stacks was from the very beginning intended to be performed at the Carbondale library. It was destined to be. Yes. Um, it had a previous incarnation at explore booksellers back in August. And it wasn't that well attended. I don't know who to blame for that. Me, I'll take all the blame, but, um, I felt it needed it needed to be shown again because um, the actors do a great job and the the, the shows are fun and and so I cast around for somewhere else to do it and Carbondale has been Carbondale Library has been very receptive uh, and they've been, they they made it a library program which I found means a lot. Uh, as opposed to it's your own program and you do your own promotion and you're on your own. And, you know, we, we have a good partner there. How many one-act uh, plays will be performed this Saturday? Three. Okay, so we've got already two-thirds of the uh, the cast, you might say. Hattie Rensberry, of course, you should recognize her name um, if you listen to this program very often. She's uh, done a lot of shows with Sopra's Theater Company. Tell me about your show. First of all, one act does not necessarily mean one actor. So how, how I, it sounds like, though, in this case, that is the case. It's... You know, it's less of that. Um, I think we've all got one show that each of us as a character has to do a lot of the narrative building with. Um, So like for Scott, that particular show would be the bear. I think his character carries uh, most of the energy for that show. Um, In regards to collect call, I feel like Boston and Josh really have to split that super evenly. They, they handle a lot together and that's it's a lot of energy to balance um and for suppressed desires i have to do something similar because my character is the high energy one for that show Uh, well already i'm adding up to i'm adding up more than three already so (laughs) here's the way it goes the first show has three characters that's suppressed desires the second show has two characters that's collect call, and the third has three again. For a total of eight characters and four actors, we can do the math, and each actor is in two shows. Easy now. I'm not that good at math sometimes. 
It sounds like all of these uh, shows are connected in some way. Did I did I pick that up? I think Willie would be best to explain that sort of context since he's the one who picked them. They're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I tried to arrange them in in a way that would make some sort of through line and it just didn't work. So you kind of have to forget each show uh, when the next one comes along because yeah, there's no there's there's really no connection between them all. Um so sorry. <laughs> oh, not not a problem at all. And of course, I, I forget which one of you it was that uh, mentioned Josh Adamson. He also is uh, in this show. And uh, so, Josh, tell us about uh, the bear. The bear is one of Anton Chekhov's only comedies. He usually writes very, very, very tragic plays that involve everybody dying or everyone being very depressed. Um, this one is completely the opposite, which I'm sure people will enjoy. It's, um, it's a, I, I don't know, I, I consider it maybe a relationship comedy, kind of like two people coming together who don't know that they are going to be together, but are kind of destined to be together. Um, I play the butler, who is just kind of beaten up throughout the entire thing, as I watch them argue and bicker as a married couple would. Speaking of relationships, uh, Boston, who is, I, I don't know how long the two of you have been together, but she is also in The Bear. Oh, uh, no, she is in um, oh. uh, Suppressed Desires and Collect Call. In Collect Call, she has passed away, and I am making one final phone call to her from the beyond to talk to her for one last time. Wow. Well, that certainly has the potential to be kind of heavy and serious, is it? It is. It is certainly um, a different vibe than the other two plays in terms of uh, humor. There is no comedy. There's. It, it's more kind of like, um, oh, I don't even know what that would be, like uh, just to kind of pick it up so it's not completely sad the entire time, but it's definitely not a comedy collect call, but the other two are. Interesting. Well, I guess when you're putting together a full show, you kind of want to take people on this, um, I don't want to say emotional roller coaster, but you want to give them a little bit of, uh, of everything, right? Definitely. When you're, when you're putting together a show. So I guess I could see why Willie would, uh, would include something like that in the middle. I also noticed, by the way, Josh, that, uh, the bear is, uh, Willie referred to it as the headliner. So do you do you consider it uh, when you're performing it as as kind of the um, the finale of the evening? Oh, definitely. I would definitely consider it as the uh, finale. Um, it's just a uh, <laughs> it's just a very silly time, and it's like it's a lot more um, I guess far fetched than the other two. Even though I guess the other one is making a call to a, a dead person, but. I would say that of the uh, three, it is definitely the silliest. Um, while Suppressed Desires does come close second as being very silly, but they uh, bookend the uh, the plays very the entire show very well in regards to entertainment and silliness going on. Again, you can see this show this uh, Saturday night. The title is One Acts 
in the Stacks, a program of one-act plays just this Saturday at 7 o'clock at the Carbondale Branch Library. So, Willie, since it's at the library, uh, is there an admission? Is it uh, how do people, do they need to RSVP or get tickets? No, um, it's free, free admission, and no reservations required. Um, I'd say get there early because we're, we're hoping for a sold-out crowd, but that's the wrong term, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a full crowd, full there crowd. You, there we go. Yeah. In this process of, like, creative process, uh, when we first started rehearsing for this show back in, like, June, uh, Willie came to us without a full script for the bear yet because it had so many different iterations and translations. And instead, he brought in a giant library book for our first readings um, that he had done some, like, you know, copying of the of the script from there so we could at least do the readings. Um, so it's kind, it's kind of fitting that, that we're performing at a library when, when this started with plays that are public domain and plays that are something you can check out from the library and, and be involved with personally. That's very interesting. Okay. We will delve into, uh, we already talked uh, quite a bit about the bear. We'll delve into the other two shows you can see this Saturday when we come back. You're listening to KMTS Connections. Welcome back to KMTS Connections. Again, this afternoon, we're talking about uh, One Act in the Stacks, a program of One Act Plays at the Carbondale Branch Library this Saturday night, March 2nd. Again, uh, three one-act plays. We already talked about Anton Chekhov's *The Bear*, which is kind of the uh, the final the final one-act play you can uh, see this Saturday. Uh, again, Willie Mosley directs these three: Hattie Rensbury, Josh Adamson, Boston Ellswick, and um, Scott Elmore. All uh, perform this Saturday night. I'm curious, Willie, three one-act plays, you you usually think of an act. A lot of times you'll have, you know, two-act shows. You'll do an act, you'll take an intermission, you'll finish the show on the second act. And yet one-act plays, it seems like, are intentionally maybe even shorter than that. Sure. Maybe similar to the art of a short story as opposed to a novel, something you could read in one sitting. But it has all the elements of, what are those elements? You know, in the beginning, middle, and end, you know, you have to have a, a plot that resolves itself. All done in a much shorter uh, period. So how long, by the time you get all three of these one-act plays um, on the stage and you get the beginning, middle, and end, about how long is the show this Saturday? The total, with some time for scene changes, is... Um, is about an hour and 15. Okay. So I would call that maybe uh, the length of, in some cases, a, a longer act in, you know, any other, any number of the other plays that we've talked about over the years, perhaps. Speaking of scene changes, in addition to uh, Hattie and Josh, of course, who we're talking about today, who are in the show, uh, there's some work behind the scenes as well from some talented folks you mentioned to me earlier. Yes. Um, 
a brand new addition to the group is a, an artist, a art student at, at CMC named Dakota Levine. And it's gonna gonna help us uh, up up our our visuals. Um, very welcome to have have this because up to now it's been well. Hattie did some, but a lot of it's been me, and I'm not an artist. Um, I'm not a visual artist anyway. And um, I um, I call my my art um, sort of somewhere between. Uh, child's art and 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 cartoon um, and corny, but 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 not cheesy. Although we got we got a little cheesy last time around. We're gonna try to anyway. We, we, it's gonna be better. I I attempt to do as best as I can, and it comes out like child's art. I. <laughs> appreciate that so much i i i don't want to put words in your mouth if i was talking about myself i think the term you would be looking for is stick figures <laughs> yeah so maybe you're a little bit better than i am but that's that's what how i describe my artistic uh talents josh and hattie when you're talking about the scenes and the, the artwork particularly for a show that's going to be not on a stage you know on a theater stage Obviously, you have a lot of things in place to help make a show happen. At the library, this is much more like, say, Shakespeare would have, you know, hundreds of years ago performed, you know, in a public space, no speakers, no microphones, right? It's just very, very grassroots. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, the scene work, I guess, is one of those things. There's no question that the people on the stage are the focus of any show, but you look at, depending on the show, I suppose, scenes can really set the mood for the audience. And I wonder if it's similar to you when you're acting on the stage as well. I mean, it definitely helps in the same way that like putting on a costume piece can make you feel a little bit more like that character having a setting that I wouldn't say like it's, it's necessary for putting on a production, but it contributes to the overall illusion for the actors and the audience can be super helpful. Speaking of which, Josh, are there costumes in this show? Yes. Yeah. They, um, we have costumes. Um, they're mostly like, um, just the clothes that the characters would wear. These are, mostly normal everyday people except for um except for in the bear where we're in russia and uh hattie is a uh, madam who has lost her husband is grieving for him and scott is a uh, a military man dressed to the t with boots and hat and coat and everything and i'm a butler but um otherwise suppressed desires and collect call is um very casual clothing um because these are people from like the twenties and then from a uh, modern day. Interesting. Okay. Again, if this sounds interesting to you, the Carbondale library this Saturday night is where you want to be. The show starts at seven o'clock again there. It's free to uh, show up 
a little over an hour, maybe an hour and a half at uh, most by the time uh, set changes and stuff like that are done. Three one-act plays, and uh, I continue teasing this. I feel almost like Ryan Seacrest on uh, you know those first few uh, seasons of American Idol. We will actually talk about Suppressed Desires and Collect Calls, which are the other two uh, shows you can see, other two one-act plays you can see this Saturday night after the break. Welcome back to KMTS Connections uh, again this afternoon. We are talking about One Acts in the Stacks, a program of one-act plays at the Carbondale Branch Library this Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Again, Willie Mosley directs, Hattie Ransbury and Josh Adamson are half of the cast. That's in uh, these three one-act plays. We're, uh, you know, we always visit in between segments, and uh, Hattie and Willie were pointing out to me that um, when we're talking about set pieces, which we were a, a little bit before, we're not talking about full sets like you would see on a stage. And I, I think this is kind of where I was headed earlier, and I kind of lost the thought somewhere, somewhere out there. Um, your set pieces at these shows this Saturday night suggest the scene. They suggest the location. They suggest the time period. Kind of like, I suppose, Josh was, uh, when he was talking about the costumes, you know, they, they also kind of suggest, so don't expect like the, uh, you know, the virtual background where the wall actually looks like you could walk into the painting at the back of the uh, the stage, right, of the library or something like that. Yeah, unlike in a movie where you expect it to be completely accurate, this, I think, in theater, you rely on the audience's imagination. And they're willing to give you that. They don't expect, um, you know, the prairie, if you're doing a show... <laughs> about the West, um, if you just tell them or suggest to them, you know, suspend your disbelief and, you know, come with us for a, a, a half hour. And here's, they love that. And actually, I think it's even richer because you're in their brain. Fair enough. And to some degree, the members of the audience can kind of paint their own picture so you can give them ideas it it's actually if i get on my soapbox a little bit like radio advertising you know you can uh, allow them to paint the picture that they want based on your suggestions so let's talk about those uh those again we talked quite a bit earlier about the bear which again is the uh, final one act play this saturday night Let's talk now about Suppressed Desires. Suppressed Desires is set in 1922. And which one of you wants to uh, give us the the uh, three or four uh, sentence paragraph synopsis of this show? Go ahead, Hattie. <laughs> Suppressed Desires, the best way I've seen it described is that it's a Freudian comedy. Um, it makes a lot of fun of people who at a very real point in time, obsessed over the human mind and what secrets it holds because it was new science at the time. 
Um, and it, it's a great piece that shows interpersonal relationships, but also how comedic it can be when people get really, really into something. This reminds me a little bit of, of really any situational comedy over the last 30 or 40 years. By that, I mean, I, maybe it's a little different, but I'm thinking of the, the, the comedy, you know, the sitcom where someone is listening from the other room and they are sure they know what the people in the room are talking about, but they're getting it completely wrong. And the audience understanding where that person is going finds it hilarious or something like hilarious anyway. Yeah, I think that's definitely like a, a tool that's used similarly here. I will also safely say that it's really hard as an audience member to figure out where this is going before it goes. This show is very good at giving you lots of clues about what could happen and then running it off the rails in, in a really pleasant way. Who are the members of the cast in, uh, in, uh, in this one in suppressed desires? Oh, Patty Rensberry, Scott Elmore and Boston Ellsworth. So it's interesting to me that in, in these shows this Saturday night, we've got, we've got two couples, right. That are performing. And I'm sure it's not the first time that you've performed with your significant others, but does that add another layer um, that you either work through during rehearsals? Does it make rehearsals more fun? Does it make them maybe less so? Uh, so both of Scott and I's characters that we play in shows together are, are also in relationships of some form, either a new relationship or have been married for a few years. Um, and uh, it was interesting doing the initial rehearsal process for these shows because nothing makes you less inclined to want to fight with each other than when you have to shout at each other for like three hours. <laughs> I, we, <laughs> like something about that like being these characters that don't necessarily have healthy methods of conflict resolution and then coming home and going, Oh, I really, I'm, I'm frustrated that you didn't do that. You just lose all energy to fight with each other. <laughs> so sounds like, point, sounds yeah, like this I, might be kind of therapeutic actually. It's very therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. If, if you have a spouse that's prone to, to a particularly annoying habit, and you go into a rehearsal room for like three hours and, and you're shouting at them about something unrelated, but it, it is very cathartic to go, Oh, you, you, and, and have it not mean anything and, and not hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> Josh, what about you in Boston? What's your experience uh, when the two of you act together? You know, it's a very calming, enjoying uh, experience. It's uh, so much fun. And, this time around in Collect Call, where she has passed away, and it's so sad, 
we um we leave the uh, rehearsal going, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I don't want you to die. <laughs> Just being so emotional with each other. And it's, it's also very therapeutic because we're like, oh, we couldn't imagine a world without each other. That is so adorable. <laughs> and I can absolutely see where you're coming from. It is interesting to hear the two of you share kind of similar experiences or a similar takeaway from very different roles in these, uh, you know, two very different, uh, different scenes, if you will. Cause I guess that's, I guess it is more than just a scene, a one act play, because as uh, Willie, you mentioned before, it's a beginning, middle and end. Uh, whereas a scene, a lot of times is one piece of an entire story, right? And again, back to the the stories, um, suppressed desires, again, set in 1922. And so it's dealing with, you know, the uh, early days of psychoanalysis and in a funny way, you know, uh, specifically about people misunderstanding what is really going on. As I mentioned, you know, similar to, I don't know, Three's Company, maybe when I was a kid. Yeah, there's then, a wonderful uh, of, of a bunch of people assuming that they know what's best for each other. And it's it's well-intentioned, but it's um it's something people might find relatable. I love it. And then the middle one, again, is a little heavier with maybe some lighter moments, but it's called, and if, honestly, knowing that Collect Call was written recently almost makes it even heavier. Uh, was written by a high school senior in 2015. And I, I Willie, I believe, as I recall, uh, the uh, synopsis that you set up is um, this person, uh, in this case, Josh, has been given one collect call to make to his, his uh, was it girlfriend or wife? Wife. Well, his wife, who has recently passed, and that's played again by Boston Ellswick. And so he has this conversation with her, um, with someone who's who's gone. And, um, you know, I almost wonder if we talked a lot about psychoanalysis. I wonder if the play was that high school senior's way of dealing with their own loss in uh, in some way. It just seems very heavy. And again... There are some light moments, but that's kind of the heavy point of the entire evening this Saturday. Definitely. It really is because it touches on just some of the uh, questions that you would have for somebody that you've lost. And I saying that about like the playwright, if she actually did experience this and was just writing from her heart, that that really pulls at my heartstrings, honestly, because I'm like, oh, my goodness, like I couldn't imagine she probably just was pulling out of her own mind what she would want to say to this person and is very sweet and it's very touching and it's a very nice way to think about talking with somebody one last time because if someone passes away you want to have that last conversation to just kind of get the most important details off your back yeah ask anyone that that's lost anybody and i think that that would be a universal you Mm -hmm. know what just just one more conversation right 
Again, the uh, show this Saturday night is titled One Acts in the Stacks. It's a program of one-act plays at the Carbondale Library, 7 o'clock this Saturday night. You don't need to do anything but show up Saturday night and uh, see three great one-act shows from some uh, very talented uh, local actors, if the past is any indication. Any final thoughts from uh, anybody? biased because i'm in the cast and i'm having fun but um it's it's a great way for people to get more art in their lives and and have to give nothing for it other than just their trust that we want them to have fun and their time well said what about you willie any final thoughts i'm early we expect a full house Again, it's this Saturday, 7 o'clock at the Carbondale Library. Uh, The title is One Act in the Stacks, a a series of three one-act, three unrelated one-act plays. (laughs) All the best to all of you. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. You've been listening to KMTS Connections, a public affairs program from KMTS News, heard weekdays around 1230. It's another reason we are the most listened to radio station from Rifle to Aspen.